0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the brandest episode, the brandest, the brand newest episode of the Wrestling Court. I'm your host, Julian, Lick-Ann, and here with my good friend and co-host, Rob, as he is hungry as fuck right now, and I am <laughs> hungry as fuck right now. So we're both going to get some dinner, well, separately, obviously, but we're both going to get some dinner right after this show. So how are you doing today? Uh,
1: the brand split podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Brand Splits Podcast, oh my lord. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm, I got a review coming your way for WWE 2K22. It's mm-hmm. very it's very good so far, but it is buggy as hell. And I believe they're going to patch it up soon. So once they yeah. patch up the online
1: stuff, then I'll finish my review. You know, it's sad. It's, it's not, not only... Like the wrestling game that has it. it, it just seems to be how video games are made now. Oh, we'll send it out. If it's buggy, we'll let the fans let us know. Then we'll patch because it's cheaper that way. You know, remember a game used to go out. It used to be actually perfect, you know, and not buggy. It just, I, I, I will not hold against it. I've heard a lot of good things. So I heard this. So the customization is like fantastic. Heard a lot of positives about it.
0: Oh, yeah, it's the customization is everything, man. It's just whenever you upload them online, um, it's something going on with the images section. So they have to patch that up. That makes it crash the game.
1: Really? Yeah. That's just, you know, that's that's not a good sign. Uh, Hopefully it gets all patched up and it's not, well, nothing could be as bad as the last game, so. Oh,
0: don't get me started. (laughs) The thing is, is that, the images that you could upload is custom. So whether if it's WWE or other promotions like AEW or New Japan, you have to have it at a specific um, image size. So what everyone's doing is just uploading images of all types of sizes. That's what's making the game crash.
1: Oh, it has a specific size it wants. I know. And people don't know that. Yeah, you know, that's a funny thing. Remember back in the day when that was a big deal for online anything. You had to, you had to resize stuff. And yeah, what was what was that? There was this program we used to use. This website and they used to resize the images so you could post it on your blogs and shit because there was a threshold. What we're fucking this is in 2007 no more? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, well, here's the thing:
0: uh, 2K22 is cross-platform between the last and current gen, so think of that. Mm. Yeah, you can download this stuff from either PS4 or PS5/slash Xbox Series S and um
1: Xbox One. Oh, so it's not off of like the switch or nothing like that, right? No, it isn't. Nah. Well, it's gonna be one of those things. Like, I don't know anyone who's got a, a fucking PS Five, honestly. Uh, I, don't,
0: I don't have one.
1: Yeah, I don't have one either. I got the PS Four, I got the Switch, and I got the you know, No, that's about it. PS Four, PS Three, Switch, all that. But to me, it's like the the I'm disgusted because my wife wants the next chapter for the Final Fantasy, but it's gonna be for the PS Five. So it's kind of like. It's really it's annoying to me because at the end of the day, it's like no one can even get the damn system. You know, it's like, and and I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a fucking to get someone. Even
0: even so, I don't think I'm even ready for a PS5.
1: Yeah, me neither. I don't see. I don't really see the point of it. Um, I I don't know. I just think it's one of those wasted times. But I mean, I'm can't wait to see the review. I've seen a lot of people just playing it online, like a lot of the YouTube channels I know that. They look like they have like the the manager mode, like the you know, yeah, you know, like the people are really digging on it. It looks like it's it's pretty cool.
0: Now let's get to this week's major news. Uh, we begin mm. the week, well, it technically began on Sunday. We begin the week knowing that Scott Hall was in the hospital because uh, he fell earlier this month and he had to get hip replacement surgery. Mm. Uh, the problem is, is sometime after the surgery he suffered three heart attacks in a row due to blood clots. And he was on life support up until Monday night, minutes before Raw. So Scott Hall passed away, age of 63 years old. Uh, this one was really, really sad. Uh, now that you know he was one of my favorites, he was one of the most creative minds in this industry, even though it came a controversy. So let's begin to talk about him in general and his death. Uh, where were you when,
1: when you found out about his death? You know what's so weird? Like, when I first heard about it, I was at work. It was Monday. And, uh, and you know, when you start hearing stuff, like, you know, you got to wait. You got to wait until, like, you know, you hear everything. Because then you don't believe it, you know? A lot of times yeah. you hear stuff. Oh, no, no. He, he was not. But then I read what Kevin Nash wrote. And I'm like, oh, well, if Kevin Nash wrote it, then it's serious. And then uh, it's, it's – uh, I wasn't shocked because – um, I, just, I want to make sure I say this right. I wasn't shocked because it's, it's scary because the, you know when you're having surgery, you you sign waivers, you know, and it's always yeah. that one percent chance that even if it's a routine surgery, even a hip replacement, which is a it's a big surgery, but not one you think people mostly can pass away from. There's a percentage that something can go wrong. Uh, this is stuff that's unfortunately, it's sad because, I, especially after how much kevin uh, how much uh, scott hall had bounced back how much like you know he seemed like he was doing so much better and it's true he was he got he, he got a second chance and, and 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 to go to pass away like that to me is even worse I feel because it's like, you know, it wasn't even like, oh, well, you know, you know, he was no one of those wrestlers had drinking drug. No, man, he was doing good. He cleaned up well. He, I mean, think about this. Only a few years ago, we saw him in a wheelchair and he was able to bounce back. You know, DDP really, you know, they really went out of the way to help him, help save him. And for that to happen, it's just it's actually sadder because, you know, he's like you said, a great mind. I'm learning, it's it's always kind of sad when you start learning now about how influential somebody was. You always know he was a cool wrestler, a cool character. He understood his gimmick. He understood what he was doing, but how much he helped other people. It's really, really cool to hear, but you wish you would have heard that while he was still here.
0: No, we heard all these stories when he was still here. Dated back to at least a decade ago with all those short interviews.
1: Well, I mean, short interviews, but you know... You, hearing the outpouring of, like, love. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by, like, you want to hear this stuff more, like, regularly. You'll hear some of the bullshit stuff, but, like, you know, I love what Justin Credible wrote how he talked about him, and I love... You hear the little nuances that no one tells you about. You know? Uh, to me, I was crazy, like, hearing like, what Justin Credible was, like, talking about, like, how he was driving with, like, the management, and, like, Scott's, like, who are you driving with? He's like, oh, I'm driving with uh, Pritchard or whoever. He's like, No, you're not. You're, you're driving with me because we don't want people thinking you're a snitch. You know, it's like, wow. He thought about that. Like, he could, he was, who the hell was he, right? He was nobody, Justin Crabble. Uh, he was Armando. What, what was his gimmick? God damn. Oh, Otto Montoya. And, like, you know, he went from being that. And, like, Scott looked out for me. And remember, he was amazing. When Scott Hall came to WWF, he was never a low level gimmick. He wasn't a, a curtain jerker. No, he, he was um, a high upper mid, upper mid card. Absolutely. I mean, when Razor Ramones when Razor Ramon's like promos first started debuting, you saw something like this. You waited for him. You wanted like you know. Sometimes you'd get these vignettes and you'd be like, all right, whatever. But you saw his vignettes like you wanted to see this guy. Like you know, he wanted to see. He was just really good at it, uh, and. To hear him doing that for a guy who was nowhere near his level was cool, you know, and hearing about Sting and the idea that he pimped the idea about the Krogan make like that. Hold great. on, Rob,
0: you didn't know about that? No, no. Really? That was documented. Again, I was documented for at least 15 years, man. I, these are interviews he talked about and others verified, whether it was shoot interviews or on, on other interviews on other shows.
1: I've Scar- seen... A lot of I've, I've seen a lot of shooting interviews with Kevin Nash and stuff like that, but I just don't remember these little nuances. Yeah, Scott Hall came up with the gimmick. He asked Sting
0: if he watches The Crow, and Sting says he never watched it. Sting then decided to watch it while he was out for injury and started to contact Scott Hall to come to customize this character.
1: Wow, that's cool because you know that that's a good um. I mean, let's be real. Like, what would Sting be if he didn't do that? Right. Exactly. That without all that gimmick has never been created. It would be, uh, honestly, hearing that, it's like, you know, I know Scott said he didn't want to take much credit for it, but the truth is, yeah, dude, like, that reinvented the whole entire life of Sting. You know, I mean, that's crazy to hear. Like, I mean, I pro- let me not, not lie. Maybe I've heard these stories before, but when you're not thinking about it, you know, I don't remember, you know, but. I don't remember hearing it. I, I've heard so many fucking shoot stories. I've seen so many things. I've been watching. A, you know, I've been watching a lot of this a YouTube channel called Grapple Vision. And they oh, do. Yes. Man, seeing those shoot fights. It's like crazy. There's So many shoot fights. I didn't. Some, a lot of them I knew. And some I've never seen the video footage for. So it was really cool to see the video footage for. But, um, but yeah, like, it's crazy. It's really cool to hear. But like, you know. There's stuff that should have been mentioned more. Like, he wasn't the fucking, he went to the Hall of Fame. Maybe this shit should, should have been more prominent during his Hall of Fame. You know, not just his gimmick. He wasn't just fucking raising Ramon, obviously. You know, here's another
0: thing I would like to bring up. The NWO, a lot of the hand gestures and a lot of the
1: slogans, that all came from him. That's cool. I mean, and once again, I, as much as I was not a WCW fan, you had to admit, the NWO had everything in its favor from the shirt designs was very simple to the concept to the, the 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 hand gestures of really like it reinvented a lot in these wrestling, which is even mimicked to this very day. Yes, it is. And that, talk,
0: that talks of how influential he was. Um, I know Kevin Ash was part of that conversation too, but it's more of Scott Hall when it comes to the influence of all
1: this stuff that get carried over today. You can think about how many people have uh, hand gestures back then. Honestly, C.W. Anderson, right? Uh, the only person uh.
0: I could, I could <laughs> think of before
1: N.W.O. was the Four Horsemen but not to the level yeah, of the NWO. Yeah. Right, Four Horsemen. And and like I said, uh, Four Horsemen had there the, the four fingers. C, you know, uh, uh, NWO had there. And C.W. Anderson used that for his injury. I mean, too bad C.W. Anderson didn't become a bigger wrestler. But his 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 hand gestures, like the C.W. And he would cross out his neck to Anderson. Not many wrestlers had that. Not, you know, this wasn't the RVD with the thumbs, Sabu with the pointing finger. But really, that's about it. Oh, and, uh, DDP with the diamond thing. And di- yes, Diamond Dallas Page with the diamond cutter, the diamond, you know, hands. Really, other than that, like, I don't know. Nick Foley with the with mankind's bang bang with, yeah, you with know, the guns. Yeah, with the guns. But that's about it. Like, you don't really think about hand gestures and, like, how significant having a call sign is. Like, RVD had it, you know, Rob Van with the thumbs pointing. You know, yes. Sabu, like, really, it's very. Not many have that. You saw the Ultimate Warrior. What does he have? He doesn't have that. Hulk Hogan doesn't have it. You think Hogan doesn't have it? I mean,
0: Hogan had the the cup in the air, if that counts. Hogan didn't need
1: shit. Hogan was
0: already... (laughs) He didn't need a fucking fingers anymore. But um, Scott Hall, um when did you, you first saw him in a WWE or did you watch him in the AWA slash WCW his diamond stuff?
1: Even if I saw his WC the AWA stuff or whatever, I would never recognize the metamorphosis he went through. Yeah. Um, like let's be, hey baby. Ah uh, yes, that's and, uh, my son. <laughs> He's adding in. He's, he, he wants to interject. <laughs> um <laughs> But what's uh, honestly, even if I probably would have seen stuff, I because I, I saw some of the other stuff. I used to get the videotapes. But there's no way I would have correlated what Scott Hall was to Razor Ramon. There was no way you could have told me that was the same guy as a kid. You know, like I obviously later on you know that. But when I watched, like the same thing with Undertaker, right? Like when Undertaker came in, I didn't would have never correlated the. Mean Mark Calloway or whatever the hell he was called, the other gimmicks he's had to the Undertaker. It just was such a drastic change for Scott Hall. He had the big, um, he was so big. He had the mustache. There was no way I would realize this is the Diamond Stud or whatever the hell he was called. And
0: yeah, the first time I saw him was Razor Ramon. Then I found out years later he was there previously as Diamond Stud, but. Here's the thing: when he didn't become a star until he went to WWE. It's just that Absolutely. when
1: he went back to WCW, he became a megastar. You know what? Because when he went back to WCW, he basically was doing Razor Ramon without the Razor Ramon part. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. He kept he kept what he could get away with without getting in trouble for intellectual, whatever bullshit. Even though they didn't come up with it, whatever.
0: Here's another thing about uh, Scott Hall. We have to talk about his past uh, dark side, too. He's got arrested multiple times over the yeah. years and yeah. he eventually cleaned up his act. Yep. If DDP did not save him, we would have lost him sooner than we did this weekend. Yeah,
1: Diamond, uh, Diamond I, I, you got to give Diamond Dallas Page so much credit for what he's done for Jake the Snake, what he's done for Scott Hall. I mean, he's done stuff for, like, you, he, you hear Dustin Rhodes talk about what he's done for him aj's he there's so many wrestlers that have also been helped out by ddp that you don't know about they don't really talk about it but if you hear about it like they come back from major injury you find out they diamond helped them out and that's crazy to hear and uh it's good because it goes to show you how dedicated and how actually obviously diamond's program actually works
0: that goes to the another conversation. After he got cleaned up, he signed uh, a Legends deal with WWE. He's been with them since twenty the end of twenty thirteen, and he's been at the Performance Center a lot of times over the years. And I mean a lot, mentoring all these young wrestlers, um, teaching them how to do ring psychology and all that kind of good stuff. He's been at the, he's been a normal guy at the PC. That's another good story that we've been. Seeing a lot of the time, even though there was videos of it already, but it's good to finally see stories of the guys that we have today um, talk about.
1: Oh, there's a lot that we'll talk about their time in uh, in the at, at the performance center and in, in NXT, where they would talk about what you know Scott Hall would say, what they saw. I I don't, I don't think I've seen a wrestler that hasn't meant brought up a story from that time frame. Um, I can't. I can't remember offhand, but I saw a bunch of people, uh, a lot of AEW guys, because obviously a lot of them were in the performance center at one point in time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them just talked very positively. I think Britt Baker talked about stuff and everything, like you know. So. You know. Uh, the,
0: sorry, I was going to bring up the last wrestler he ever trained was Santana Garrett, and I remember when I interviewed her years back, she told a lot of stories of what Scott Hall taught her, whether it was in the ring or when it was uh, riding in between towns.
1: Yeah. See, you know, people understand like how much knowledge is out there from older wrestlers that really have been through the ringer. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would love to sit down and honestly talk with Dustin Rhodes. Like, you know, imagine I mean the first the guy's a phenomenal wrestler. He he's done he wants to about knowing about gimmicks. He he knows about gimmicks. He wants to talk about being technical and, and how to how to do everything. Imagine just that life experience. And also he went through a lot of shit himself. When you can't really name an older wrestler who hasn't been through some shit. And uh, you know, it's good that they got to utilize Scott the best way they can. And not having those last moments of the really he come out drunk as an indie show and looking like you don't want that to be the last moment. You don't need that. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. You will be missed.
0: I could tell you something that will not be missed. You want to know what that is?
1: What's that? The Rules of Control Your Narrative. I thought that shit was fake when you shared that. I was like, this can't be <laughs> fucking real. What the fuck, stupidity? Man, you want to talk about people who sound bitter? Those rules in the control you have, just sound like, man, I guess you're mad that AEW doesn't want to hire you. <laughs> did, dude, did you watch their
0: first show or see any clips of it?
1: No, they had a show. I thought they had, I didn't realize they had a show. I know they Yeah, <laughs> I man, just, it was uh, in
0: a, it was in a basement uh, of a, it was in a basement inside of a bar.
1: It was so funny, like it's a fucking chat in his
0: closet. <laughs> that, so that, that, my- that clip, that clip, which I lost my shit to, that was something that fans um paid for. Uh hundred dollars to speak your mind against one of the talent for five minutes. The- so, <laughs> so not only did this fan paid 100 dollars to speak with a maskless Austin Aries. He was locked up inside the janitor's closet with him. Whatever happened in there, I don't know, but to speak with someone who's maskless for five minutes and an anti- um, vaxer yeah. I probably would have caught something in there if I, if,
1: if I was that guy. <laughs> obviously, the fan that did it was obviously up their alley anyway. Let's, let's be fucking real. I'm not trying to disrespect the, the fan who wanted to pay it, but Obviously, we've come to the realization. We were joking about how we, when we did our uh, predictions, of yeah, our draft. <laughs> but uh, I feel at the end of the day, now we really see what this is really about. And let's just call the company for what it is: blacklisted wrestlers. No company wants any part of. How about how Everyone about we wants just call you? You know, let's let's be fucking real. You know, I, I knew that. Braun Strowman was one of those guys that you couldn't like the shit he talked about indie wrestlers who like were worried about their pay and he's like oh you should just fucking work for it he's yeah like, two it's years fucking- ago two yeah, years piece of shit and you know what and then he gets fucking picked up and he gets he gets to be on the fucking last he he invades the ring on a pay per view with that ass it's like you saw those names you're like well I really expect Jackson Riker to be a part of this company. It's like, it makes perfect sense. Like, these guys, like, this control your narrative is like, you know, I thought the concept was like, all right, well, what are you doing here? Let's see what you can do. Let's see how interesting it is. And then you find out, I was like, oh, well, this, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, great. There's a subset of a subset of a subset of the fan base that we all know unfortunately exists in wrestling. They're the ones that will watch this.
0: Oh, here are the rules and regulation. Number one, you are in control. Number two, in all capitals, you are in control. Number three, fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches can end via pinfall. This sounds like Raw Underground, right?
1: I was going to say when I saw that rule, (laughs) I was like, do do these guys think this is real? Okay.
0: I think Braun Strowman thinks it's real. Mm, Whatever. Rule number five. Sorry, rule rule number four. Standard professional wrestling rules apply for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensures in the project pit. Number (laughs) five, whatever that's supposed to mean, yeah, no, right. s- no super kicks, no top suicide us. Yeah, no
1: <laughs> tope suicide. It's like, oh man, I guess you're just really mad at AEW right now, right? Go fuck yourself. Go on.
0: <laughs> well, if they said just no Close super
1: kick- If Braun Strowman does a fucking <laughs> tope suicida, I would lose my shit. I'm not gonna lie. I would, I would actually if he can actually do anything where he can actually wrestle, I'd be shocked. Go on.
0: Rule number six. The fight is it with your opponent,
1: is with yourself. Oh Jesus
0: Christ! What fight <laughs> like, again?
1: Did they fucking smoke pot and go watch fucking Fight Club? Like, or
0: like, or did Bronn's rule
1: about controlling narrative is we don't talk about controlling your
0: narrative? <laughs> Maybe Bronn and um injected something again that got caught in the mirror. hmm Number seven
1: fights will go. Is... I know one thing was injected it wasn't a personality, but go on.
0: <laughs> number seven fights will go on as long as they have to sanction matches hit their times whatever number eight (laughs) if you want to hashtag control your narrative you have to fight
1: what's the narrative again i i don't know yeah i guess you have to control it like whatever it is you have to control it it's
0: like look at at that roster you tell me what narrative they're going to control
1: Mm, yeah, you already, we already spoke about it We're not going to worry about vaccines We're not going <laughs> to wear masks <laughs> fucking the gas prices are joe Biden's fault what else we can make up you know (laughs) we're gonna russia Russia isn't really bad people (laughs) russia you know putin is actually a very smart man keep it up you're you're doing you know what we get it cool thank you hey ec3 you know
0: yeah we're gonna gonna attend these MAGA rallies along with these anti-mask rallies
1: yeah that's they know where their gimmick's gonna go yeah before you finish up that list hey ec3 I kind of don't feel bad that you sat in fucking catering in NXT. I'm sorry. I, at first, I was like, you know what? You're a pretty okay wrestler. I, I never thought he was that great, but there's a great – this place for every type of wrestler. Like, you need, like, the like MJF and The Miz and you got guys like that level. I gonna see EC3 to be, like, that kind of gimmick. And so I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel bad that you sat there fucking in catering. Go fuck yourself. It's kind of like, <laughs> if this is really how your brain works. Maybe you're not as a wrestling genius as you fucking think you are because – Uh, I know who you're gearing to, and it's very smart. Let's be real. You need those guys with the red baseball caps to come show up to your event because, God forbid, no (laughs) women's going to want to come to it. Um, And, you know, God forbid, you know, anyone who isn't so fucking steroided out. And fucking, you know, thinks the way you do because, you know, wrestling hasn't evolved to everyone loves wrestling. You know, there's not gay wrestlers that aren't a stereotypical fucking gay gimmick. It's actually regular people who just happen to be gay who are fucking wrestlers. No, no, no. We're not that. You want it back to like the mid 80s where, you know, we had like the flag wars and lots of steroids and this three moves and boring as fuck. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Wrestling's changed. No one's ever cheered Braun Strowman willingly. They had no choice but to cheer him because there was nothing else going on in the show. Don't confuse it.
0: Oh boy. You know, I I, I cannot wait to see that next show because I want to laugh.
1: I I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll tell you what right now, I would rather watch uh, a game changer wrestling pay-per-view again. I would rather watch that than this fucking shit. At least with GCW, you know what they're about, and they have all these different types of characters. You know what I'm saying? They come, they they present the show with guys like Effie, and like they even bring guys like Jeff Jarrett to do a show. You got Joey Janella. I will take any of that over wherever this shit's supposed to be in your fucking basement bar that you got for fucking stupid shit.
0: Now speaking of George Ella, uh, he's confirmed today in an interview that yeah. he's left
1: AEW. No, he hasn't left yet. He's not resigning. He's I mean, still yeah, not resigning. He's got he's got to May. Uh, but that's okay because like, you know it's cool that you know they're, they 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 just not you know I prefer that they're not just getting fired that they're just not resigning contracts. I think that's really cool that it's not like uh, Joey when the company started was a big part of the company for that mid-level. You know, I think his biggest match was with Moxley, let's be real. Uh but as time went by, we've gotten so many there was so many young talent that sh- shined like Darby's and like you know Sammy Guevara's and all that that Joey it's okay, man. You gotta you gotta know your place. You know, he's got GCW is doing really good. You gotta admit GCW's doing good for what it is. Uh and he can go back to GCW. That's he he's pretty much like that's like his company. That's basically let's, let's, be, let's be real. I mean, yeah, it's it's Nick Gage, but it's really Joey Janela, and um, the fans will welcome him, and he'll make his money. I mean, he's made very good money. He's done a lot of stuff. He was in all the dark. He never missed a dark. You know, he had his feud with Sunny Kiss. You know, whatever it is, is what it is. Um, but we have enough talent in AEW. That's okay. That let that, that contract expire. It's it's not a loss.
0: Yeah, it goes back to what I said about a few months ago. AEW's talent roster's got better compared to three years ago. They got rid of a lot of these circus acts, and they got legit wrestlers there.
1: Well, you know, you have to start a company, and you bring in those independent talents. It's just amazing that there were some guys who were very popular in the Indies that Tony refused to work with. Like you said, um, what's his name, a dick guy. Um,
0: (laughs) Tony Ryan. Uh, I bet he'll end up at CYN
1: soon. Wouldn't doubt it. He's going to need something, right? But like, yeah. you know, there were some guys that they wanted and, and and they, of course, fucked up it, but like at least that company, at least AEW is willing to go, okay, you know, I don't want to work with this guy. Uh, Joey Janela, I always I never hated Joey Janela. Yeah, you know, I think he is good for what he is. Uh, I enjoyed, what, I, one of my favorite matches when AEW first started was with him, Darby, and Jimmy Havoc had that three-way crazy Cracker Barrel because it was sponsored by Cracker Barrel. It was a fucking great, hardcore match, you know? It wasn't super over the top either. It was just really a cool, classic, hardcore match, you know, and, and they all did their spots well. Sad what Jimmy Havoc uh became Ooh. because I thought he was really talented and he was on his way to doing more for that company. But he's a piece of shit, right? Yeah. And he fucked up. At least they at least they did it the right way. I feel they took him off TV. They got him help because he was out he was being a bad alcoholic. They went and got him cleaned up and then they fired him. Hey, you know what, whatever. Um, now he's working at Staples. But for me, it's like Joey Janela. I always I never hated Joey Janela. and I still don't. And I think it's cool. Hey, his contract's up, he does not make a scene. He just said, I'm not resigning. The company's different from what he's going. Hey, well, dude, it's we're not watching a show that I'm looking for you. And that's that should be a good thing for a company that you know they have so much talent that you're not worried about. Where is this guy, you know? That should be any company. Any company has a show. Like, we used, remember we used to talk about NXT would get pillaged and, like, they'd have to restart over? But I would always say, like, well, yeah, but they always have talent ready to go. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want from a company. It would happen to ECW. A, a top talent would leave. There was always someone to pick up the slack, you know? the only way is it's a little different now that there's a ton of great talent so the there is no slack that needs to be picked up it's just the people who are just there who's is gone. So I don't mind that Joey's out but it, it was at least it was like on honestly normal terms.
0: Speaking of AEW, let's run through Revolution real quick. Uh, We're not going to go by match by match. No, right, right, right. There was a lot lot that went on in that show. Let's just give our overall thoughts. Uh, My overall thoughts, I thought it was a decent show. I do think a lot of the matches could have been cut shorter because that shit was way too long, especially for all these time cues. I think even though this one wasn't my favorite, but if I had to objectively choose which was the match of night, I'll have to say Punk versus Moxley. I think that... Punk um, versus uh, MJF. I mean, sorry, sorry, Punk versus MJF. <laughs> I'm like, wait, don't
1: don't fantasy forget.
0: <laughs> I also think that they're starting to cool off um, Adam Page because he's not getting the reactions I thought he would have for his world title reign. They're really starting to cool his Jets. I also think that <clears throat> Thunder Rosa should have won that yeah. Freaking women's match whoever was back whoever the agent was that approved a lot of these freaking decisions need to get fired and who also was the agent that approved um i think it was Jake cargill taking a power driver or one of them that then kicked out i think that agent needs to be fired too so i thought this was a, a, a above average show that could have been fixed
1: better well i'll tell you one thing um i don't mind J card gills part the only thing about it is because they're really building her up as a dominant person so having her kick out Remember that wasn't also ty's finisher right so she didn't kick out of ty's finisher she just kicked out of a power job spot it's not her finisher i'm cool when it's not your finisher it, it's a it's it's somebody's finisher it's just not ty's so her kicking out of it i don't mind uh jade keeps improving uh, she just needs more, you know. She's gonna get there. I mean, for a year and being what they're doing with the company, she's just got such a great look. It's it, it, it's stupid not to have someone like her when she walks in for an interview. Like, she stands out, right? Uh, I think who said this in an interview? Um, oh, it was QT Marshall, right? QT says he was on a plane with her and he was sitting, he goes, like, She stands up to go use the bathroom. Everyone on the plane Stares at Jade She just has a presence She has a look And it's true Like you know uh, You you can look at a lot of wrestlers You know If they're not in that In their gear They look like a regular person But Jade has that You know That it factor You know Which is You can't You can't teach that But she's getting better Uh, It's okay if she beat Ty It's fine I felt as a match It was It was a little sloppy But it wasn't terrible Like I said She is getting better She's got a lot to learn. And she'll get there. Uh, with the um, Thunderosa match, 100%, when you have that much interference, after all that, Thunderosa should have won that fucking match. Exactly. I, and I, there's no way about that. And I get it that, okay, hey, tonight is in her hometown, right? There's going to be a steel cage match, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. So we figure she's winning tonight. Well, I would have forfeited the hometown crowd and just have her at at the pay-per-view because yeah, maybe her winning tonight is going to be awesome and all that bullshit that the at least story-wise it makes sense. They cost her the match, so there's a steel cage to keep them out, right? So that and you know they're going to steal the show. They're going to be great together. And I think they worked really well together. I, in storyline, you can make that make sense. All wrestling companies have done this kind of story. Like they should have won, but now there's a steel cage involved. Now they can't Interfere, You know, this is how we, a culmination of a, a feud ends, right? We've always talked about this and when we talk about wrestling. A steel cage match is supposed to be the end of a feud, right? That's why it was built. So it makes sense, but I personally would have forfeited that and just had her win at the pay-per-view. Because I feel that's all that, honestly, I would have preferred her just winning. Uh, and the crowd was really down the middle, too. So if, they would have loved whoever won that match. Adam Page uh, has been doing an okay job as a, a face, but we know there's an underlining thing about Adam's character. So, he's already kind of fucked over. The Dark Order was there to help him, and he kind of shoved um, Alex Reynolds and, like, what the fuck, his involvement. He got a little darker when he tied up Adam Cole, right? So, there's his character is starting to change a little. So, I feel what's happening is a – not saying it's so much a, a character change. You're going to see Adam Page turn like – how can I explain it? A, a tweener, right? He needs to get a little darker, a little more. He has to go that way. Being a pure baby face, it's very hard to be just a pure baby face in any company in, in any modern day, right? Because the fans – for the most part, just aren't with that. You have to be so squeaky clean, and then someone's just they are going to end up hating you, right? Look what happened to Cody, right? So at the end of the day, Adam's kind of doing his turn. And I think it's a good, like you say, slowing his roll. I think it's a good move that he won, but he went further during that match to win it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel that there's something there. I like to see where they're going forward, especially who he fights with next, or if if Adam Cole comes down the line. Um, but yeah, the punk match was the match of the night. I fucking did love. I mean, I not gonna lie and say I didn't go ape shit crazy when Miriam Regal came out. I mean, that was a great surprise, and it was great because of the history and the history was good. And uh,
0: going back to punk versus MJF. Punk came out with his Ring of Honor music. And this is what I this is what I get tired of when I see a lot of the AEW cultists be like, oh, I've watched him since Ring of Honor. Well, guess what? I did too, and I forgot his music existed. So he, nobody shouldn't be blamed for forgetting that song oh, existed yeah. because it was still a good intro.
1: So yeah, it, was, it, was it was a, a good, it was
0: good a, yeah, it was a good intro. But it goes back to what I said before. Not everyone's going to remember that because Ring of Honor was not available every single where, as everyone thought they did, they got it.
1: Can I say one thing about that, which is really funny? Um, What? I've seen his ring on stuff, but when I've seen it, remember, I don't think they had the rights to the song. So when I would see his feuds, I didn't see it as it happened. I would see it like months later and it was always edited out. Yeah. So uh, I never saw his I'd see the walk in, but the audio wasn't there. It was cut with something else, or it was completely cut out to him in the ring. So even I didn't realize it, but as logically, if you Excalibur said that was his Ring of Honor thing, and my wife and me sat there and were watching the intro, I recognized the outfit. I knew what he was wearing. I'm like, that's his Ring of Honor gear. That I knew because I remember what he wore. So I'm like, well, that must have been his ring on So you logically think, well, all right, that must be his ring on a song. Or you're like, oh wow, is that a new song? If you don't know, it's like, oh shit, you know, it happens. I mean, Edge got a new song, and but <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I think this new song is cool though. I don't like it. I don't know. It's just like, you know, I uh, oh, not, oh, oh girl on you. It's you know what? I just feel like it's just uh it's too much going on in this song. It's you know, I think we have an intro. Uh, your, your song playing out it has to either really mean something to you or it has to hit that vibe it doesn't hit the vibe you know what i'm saying like everyone's song should really hit that vibe because you want to you know get to it but you know other than that him being the purple man or the blue man or on the blue light i love edges changing i love it because edge is a great villain but uh to go back to cm punk but you know all right you, you don't know the song cool What I do love about what Excalibur does on announcing that, a lot of announcers are forgetting, he tells the audience at home what they need to hear. And we talked about when we were watching the GCW pay-per-view, right? How we didn't know anybody, and the announcers didn't do shit to make you learn. But Excalibur goes out of his way to let the audience at home know. So if the audience at home don't listen to the announcers – it's it's you know it's kind of like on the fan to miss that, and like in this day and age, quickly you could shazam the song. You go, oh okay, that's AFI, cool. And then you'd look it up. It take you two seconds. Of like, oh, that was Punk's old intro. You know, if you're you could figure it out. But people nowadays kind of just run online, and go, what's this about? Instead of you know, you ever get that relative that calls you for a question that legitimately you could just Google in two seconds. I don't, you know what uh, I mean?
0: Again, it goes back to what you I said before.
1: A lot it's of fans have not
0: a lot of fans have not watched sam Puck at his Ring of honor days and it's okay for them of, to later ask. on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, no, it's 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 not okay to ask when you have Google. Like if you're gonna sound like an old lady that don't know how to fucking Google, hey, what's the website for fucking, you know, uh Amazon.com. It's Amazon.com. Would you like me to Google that for you? Yeah, yeah what's I, again, two, though, like it I, takes two seconds.
0: Again, Rob. Even though it takes two seconds, no one's gonna have,
1: gonna have that instinct like me and you does. But no, I mean, but all right, then pay attention to the fucking announcer who fucking told you in the fucking intro. He's telling you what it is. You know, he is telling you. So if you're not listening to the announcer, I'm not defending people getting mad at people who don't know. I, I'm not saying that. But I, it's just an overall gripe. As a person in the year 2022 that I didn't go online and go, hey Julian, what's this song? Like, because I go, hey, you know what? Let's logically think about it. Hey, could it be a new song? Maybe it is. Punk's come out different because this, he he's, you know, he's making a deal. So I'll uh, go shazam the song, because you have Shazam on your phone. And you go, oh, okay, that's AFI. Oh, shit, I know. I love AFI. So you look at, oh, shit, he used this song. It literally takes two seconds. Or listen to the announcers. Because you're not going to listen to an announcer actually was doing his job. I know a lot of casuals tune out the announcers because we have been dealing with Michael Cole for years. You kind of just want to tune out anybody. <laughs> but God. a guy like X-Capa, at least he wouldn't have his way to try to explain it to the fans. So if you're listening at home, I kind of say if you if you were in the, were in the uh, audience and you didn't know, Okay, that's different because if you're in the stadium, you're know at the arena.
0: Have you watched the live footage at the arena? Because I've watched it. A
1: lot of the audience didn't know either. Well, I was just saying, it's different if you're in the audience, you didn't know. And because then you just get sucked in. Yeah. Again, then when you're at an arena, you're not going to Shazam. You're not going to look online. You're busy. You're live. But I don't think no matter what, it mattered because I think when you saw him come out, in that gear, in that look. And if you paid attention to the buildup of the storyline, it, it, it should have clicked. Cause like, I think people tend to expect people to answer all your questions and you don't have to pay attention anymore. We're having storylines that are going on for a long time. Great feuds. I think not realizing the song is the least of anyone's problems. You oh, know what I mean? It like, should have not been a big deal as it was. It should have been nothing. It should have actually been nothing, but you know, it did get stupid and whatever. It got blown out of proportion. Whatever apologies went out. What I don't, I don't care because some one dude didn't get it and people blew up about it. I don't give a fuck because that is mindless petty bullshit. Just like when Scott Hall was fucking. In the hospital, Sean Waltman had to stop people from fighting in his tweets. Like that was not fucking right. Sometimes your pettiness needs to be back the fuck up and realize you could be a human being for once. Literally, Sean Waltman That's
0: that's because everyone wants to be
1: first and not want to be right. That There you go. My thing is at the end of the day, like that made me even more mad when I was watching it. Like when Sean Waltman was like, you know, guys, can you fucking do me a favor? Stop fighting. Like, this is ridiculous. Hmm. I'm a little busy in my life right now. I'm losing my friend. And I, I like what he wrote. Like, please stop saying, rest in peace. He's not gone yet. And it's true. Like, it's fucked up. When you're trying to be a caring person, like, you know, oh, man, you know, Fraser Ramones on on life support. Oh, man, that sucks. Like, wait until the announcement is said. Yeah. All right. Because crazy, like what, what Dave Meltzer wrote, he said, like, Uh, you know, hey guys, you know, crazier things that happen, and that's what we're praying for. You know, just because people get taken off life support doesn't mean it's over, and that's true. There's people that have been taken off life support and they've woken up. It's not the norm, and even when they are taken off life support, uh, they don't last long, and that's just a fact. It's a fact, but sometimes some people just wake up like nothing ever happened, and doctors are like, I don't know how to explain it, and it doesn't matter. But you want to give those people that hope. Don't send your condolences before you should have to. Yeah. No human decency. Stop reacting. You no, know, it's it's cool not to react. It's it's cool to just wait. Ah, real quick here. Um.
0: Going back to this a w pay-per-view a lot of these matches went way too long for no reason i mean look at the timestamps. that ladder match went um <clears throat> sorry that ladder match went 17 minutes and then before that it was that um jungle express red dragon young bucks match that went 18 minutes and before that eddie Kingston, and jericho went 13
1: minutes Add that I with think those are long, I think that's a decent amount of time for matches. I don't think, especially when you have so many people in a ladder match, ladder matches about 15. Hold on,
0: let me let me continue. Then we had that dog collar match that was 26 minutes, which was fine. Uh-huh. Then we had Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, which was a cost of 17 minutes. John Moxie uh-huh. and Daniel Bryan. I mean, Brian Danielson, 21 minutes. And by that match, fans started to go out in doves, man. These fans were tired. They need to know how to time these pay-per-views uh, according to I time.
1: They, I'm not going to lie. I definitely think they had given the fans. This pay-per-view gave a lot of matches. I'm not going to lie. They gave a lot to this show.
0: Including wow. one on a pre-show, which was 17 minutes, which is fucking inexcusable. Which oh, was pre-show. That? that? was
1: the, that was that was the, the House um, of
0: Black and Um PAX team.
1: I, I still love the match. I thought it was a great match.
0: No, it was it was good, but for a pre-show, that should have kind of not hard. went. I,
1: I should have not, like not it...
0: went seventeen minutes.
1: it's fine because it's a pre-show. It's an hour. You had the hour before, right? So you had Layla Hirsch and uh, Chris Statlander, then you had that match. So it was two matches in an hour. No, That's it was three matches. It was the Hook match also. Oh shit! Hook destroyed QT. Yeah, cool. Okay, pre-show matches, great. Uh, I'm not. I had no problem. Like, I had no problem with the whole show. I definitely think that uh, the match that. I feel suffered was the main event. Yes, uh, that was, I was, I loved, I expected them not to even do the sting match. And then they really did great in that match. And it brought the, I saw the crowd came back. I think the best thing to do is have that match then because it brought the crowd back because if they didn't have that match with Sting and Darby and all that, that fast paced fucking wake the crowd up match, I think the crowd would have been totally dead for the main event. Hey, what they would have, because they It was they've... it was smart. It was it was good. I think Sting. I I love it. My favorite joke is like, "Damn, fucking Sting's guys, they hanging out with these kids with the yeah, fuck." They... <laughs> Rob, they
0: love loved, it. loved it, but um, if you if you um, analyze this shit, by the time Moxie and Brian Danielson came around, I think the fans seen it all by that point.
1: There was, it was. They, I, the pay per view. They gave a lot to the fans. I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot, and you kind of like you know what? Maybe we should have saved some of these matches for maybe uh, for Wednesday. You know, or cut it uh, was shorter. I mean, I don't think you cut them shorter. I feel like there's matches on that card. When you have so many people in the match, if we make it too short, then you're like, what the fuck is that? Because 17 minutes for a fucking ladder match with so many guys, that's a decent time. Uh, I don't yeah, mind too, when too have that Keith, many people.
0: Too back, Keefley looked fucking gassed out there. I'm sorry. He he looked awful out there.
1: You know, and I, I had predicted I, that he was going to win. I'm glad he didn't because he doesn't need that because he's not the face of that company. He just got there. Um, I thought, you know, he's gassed, but he's doing his thing. He's wrestling. He's going to get his spots back. He's going to get back. Dude, COVID and having the heart condition. Look, I'm. It's 2022, Jules. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I've been talking to people lately. I am suffering after I had COVID back in 2020, and I didn't have what Keith Lee had. Okay, so like, I fucking struggle. Like, I when I'm chilling out and we're talking like this, I'm fine. Yeah, I get fucking moving, parts of my body start fucking hurting. Uh, I just talked to one of my friends online, and he said that he's suffering from COVID, and he's losing his hair now from it. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's like, he, his his wife can't breathe anymore. She can't taste beverages. Everything tastes like chemicals to her. It's like, fucking play around, man. Fuck with COVID. And and you all think it's all cute and well. Yeah, maybe you might be okay, but the people who are fucking healthy that nearly fucking died. And so I'll give Keith Lee the benefit of that, and that's why I think it was good. They put him in the match with all those people. I think who looks great right now is I think Powerhouse powerhouse Hobbs I mean Wardlow won the fucking thing he I think that was the right call because it makes sense uh but powerhouse Hobbs once again looking great and he's gonna have a fucking great feud with Keith Lee and I I'm loving it uh so do I think certain matches could be cut down honestly I would have saved I know because you cannot have Brian Danielson on the pay-per-view you know what I'm saying uh definitely could have cut that down to about 15 minutes let's be real um and the same thing with the Britt Baker match could be cut down. And, and honestly, the biggest thing about that, Thunder Rosa should have won. No. I, I, to me, uh, the whole pay-per-view, timing issues, I get pay-per-views run long. And I don't mind when a pay-per-view runs long, especially if I'm enjoying it. If it was like torture, like a GCW show, I would be very mad. Like I said, we watched that GCW show. And I watched that shit in fast forward because I didn't even watch it live. And... Here's, a, here's the
0: thing also. That pay-per-view was on a Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, would I prefer every pay-per-view to be on a Saturday? Yeah, just so yes. much. Better. I but you know what? If you get your pay-per-view slot, you get your you get the arena when you can aff- when they give it to you. If they're gonna give you a Sunday, hey, Sundays were the standard. Let's be real. I'm we've been dealing with Sunday pay-per-views our whole life, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it wasn't until when NXT came around, they started having Saturday pay-per-views that we started going, yeah, this is much better. I would prefer a Saturday pay-per-view. But if I can't have it, it's all right. You know, I, I'm fine with a Sunday. I, I'm used to a Sunday. You know, um, but they gave a lot in that pay per view. There was so much they gave, and honestly, they, I know what we really—they would have cut down on time. And I'm going to tell you what it is: the swerve thing should be saved for Wednesday.
0: I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, they should have saved that for Thursday because it was just another time waster when you.
1: That would have been- if you would have gotten rid of that. And cut down the Brian Danielson match and the Thunder Rosa match, that that would have probably saved you a shit ton of time.
0: So that's the pay-per-view. Uh final thing before we go. Did you watch the Miss Marvel trailer?
1: Oh yeah, it looks great. It does. You know, and I'm glad they completely changed from the comic. Uh I, I couldn't I don't dig her comic. I when I stopped getting out of comics about the time like she came around, it wasn't that I hated her, I just, you know. Uh, I just felt like the whole idea with the whole – with the Terrigen and the Inhumans involvement, which we know that was a botch and a half for the movies. So having her have the bracelets, which harkens back to the original Captain Marvel, that's a big deal to me because, like, I need a Captain Marvel that has the bracelets. Even if it's just one bracelet and they change the powers around a bit, I'm cool with this because – the original Captain Marvel had the uh, the one from the Cree, the Captain Marvel, which was the original Marvel in the Marvel Universe, had these bracelets. And of course, with superheroes and comics being comics, he would change places with uh, Rick Jones. Now, if you guys don't know who Rick Jones is, he was with the Incredible Hulk. They end up with Captain Marvel. And because he would switch his body with with Rick Jones, he ended up contracting cancer, which doesn't affect Cree people. But being that he did that, he got cancer, he died, Thanos was there. It was a big thing in the comics. The death of Captain Marvel is a fucking fantastic graphic novel. Go out and read it. But Miss Marvel having the bracelet, it, even if it doesn't, if it's not like the, the Captain Marvel and they do something different. It's cute. I love the design concepts. You know, in her comics, she was always kind of like daydreaming. And I love the concept of a, it feels like an indie comic pretending to be a Marvel comic. And I love that, like, Ghost World meets a superhero. Like, that's the stuff you don't normally see in comics, uh, especially in superhero comics. And I think she's a, the actress is adorable. She's just absolutely adorable. She seems charming in the trailer. And I can't wait to see what she, what the who's she going to fight? Like what's going to happen? Like what's going to happen?
0: Well, we'll have to look forward to that till June. But for now, it is time to go. Uh, WrestleMania is in a few more weeks. We know the Undertaker's in the Hall of Fame along with Vader and for some reason, Charmel. I would have went with someone else with that.
1: <laughs> it's good I guess they have to get their one lady in there. You need at least one lady. Uh, you know
0: It's good to speak to You feel again Rob It's time for the Both of us to go As A.W. Dynamite Is going to come back On tonight And we got it Oh also uh, I
1: can't wait For Moon Knight Oh,
0: oh yes Me too Me too <laughs> Alright we'll
1: talk About that another time Alright later man
0: Later Robbie.